All right, who's ready for early lunch again? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, uh, will you please turn to me uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to be reading verses 55 through 58. Where, O oh death, is your sting? Where, O oh death, is your victory? I said that backwards. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. This is the reading of God's word. You may be seated. Um, we do have kingdom kids today, so they can be released for that now. Um, as Ms. Rosemary said, I am Joshua Cruz. I am interning, interning as the youth minister here. Uh, this is my second summer, and I'm glad to have a second opportunity to do this again and hopefully go more than seven minutes. Um, <laughs> longest sermon y'all have ever heard, huh? Um, but yeah, um, we're going to be taking our main focus on verse 55. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? As it says in verse 56, death sting is sin. And... Um, What's called? Um, I want y'all to think of a couple sins, just any sins that go on in everyday life. Uh, those sins are there in our world to make us think that we cannot be forgiven and that once we commit them, we're just damned to hell pretty much. They're, they're there to make us think that our connection with God isn't there. And it's supposed to, it's not, it's supposed to drag us away, but of course we don't allow it to happen. Um, now I want y'all to think, what it means when it says, where all death is your victory. What I believe it means right here is, well, what I know it believes, what I know it believes, uh, what I know it means right here is how God, how Jesus was, whenever he was crucified and after he died, uh, he, of course, came back to life. And I like to think of it as there was a three-day battle between Jesus and death, and on the third day, he finally won and was resurrected. And this battle won meant that the eternal death that we're supposed to have at the end of all of our destinations suddenly became an eternal life of Christ. Um, I'm positive that most, well, I'm positive that most people during their lifetime have some life-changing experience. Um, and I'm pretty sure that lots of people here have. And most people my age don't have them, but I feel like I've had that life-changing experience that have changed my life for the better. Um, as most of you all know, I tore my ACL meniscus my junior year of high school during baseball season, even though we're practicing football during baseball season. Make that make sense? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, well, before this, was ha before this happened, my basketball coach at the time was telling us about how he wanted to take us to a San Antonio league during the summer to try and get us better for my senior year. And um, I was so excited for that, but at the same time is whenever Pastor Matt came to me with the opportunity to to intern here. And um, during that time, it was, I was praying and battling whether I should do the internship or go play basketball during the summer. And um, maybe like a week or two later, I was, I was leaning towards basketball because, I mean, I was a teenager who wanted to move around, you know? And that's when it happened. I tore my ACL. And I mean, I like to think of that as God showing me that this is what I need to be doing right now. Um, I would have preferred he did it a different way so I didn't have to get surgery, but 
you know, everything happens for reasons. Um, but I know that if I wasn't, if I didn't get hurt, I would have done the basketball thing and I possibly wouldn't even be standing here right now or being able to help people that are around my age, maybe going through the same struggles as me. I wanna be able to help them go through those and help them uh, go further, walk further with Christ. Um, what's it called? I also like to think of it as my battle. Well, I like to think of it really as my resurrection, all that happening. Um, I feel like my battle was me trying to decide whether I should do basketball or uh, do the internship. And I feel like um, the tears happening was my death. And I feel like me being here now has been my resurrection. Um, like I said, I want to be in this position. I'd probably be in the pews or honestly probably even at home right now. Because, I mean, who knows, honestly. Um, when Jesus died and came back to life, it gave us all a new life and the chance to be resurrected through him. The importance of his battle with death and, uh, and his resurrection as astronomical. It's really just the, it's the cornerstone of our religion because if that didn't happen, our religion is basically just lies pretty much. Our religion is built around that resurrection. And um, we needed that victory. The reason for that, for that being true is that we as humans go through seasons of life and not every season of life is a good one. Some are good, some are bad, some are in the middle. And um, for some people, they can be going through a season where they just feel like everything they're doing is wrong or incorrect. Um, we feel as if we're losing or if we're perishable. And the way we get this victory to make us not feel as bad during those seasons, um, since human lives are perishable and have absolutely no power over this fact, even the most athletic people are still as perishable as the laziest people, believe it or not. Um, in verse 56, it says, the death of, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is law. Death entered this world through sin and without sin, death is, has no power. Most of the time when people hear the word sting, they think of bees, uh, scorpions, wasps, etc. But everyone has been stung by sin because we are all naturally sinners. For us to win this battle, there needs to be a chance that happens to us. Oh, change, my fault. A change that happens to us, a change that you might not even notice, honestly. It happens in a fraction of a time. Um, a couple of verses before that, they say, the dead cannot raise themselves but must be raised by someone else. The perishable must put on the imperishable, and this comes from the law outside of us. Lives are spent trying to put on the imperishable to no avail. The mortal must put on immortality. This moment will happen in a fraction of a second, the smallest fraction known to us. What does that victory look like? This victory has present day implications and this victory is given to some, some, is something that is given to believers by God. But it's not something he would simply just give to us. It's something that we have to, I wanna say earn, but I feel like that's not the right words. I guess it's just something we have to believe in, of course. But um, 
the ultimate victory is already possessed by us. So we are no longer needed to live an anxiety-ridden life in an attempt to win to win life. It, it was already won, and we can now rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. What I believe we need to do is stand firmly uh, in God and always give ourselves fully to the word. I think that standing firmly means not to let sin or otherworldly things make us think God isn't true or his word. It continues to say that we know our labor in this world is not in vain. What does that mean? What does it mean to do something in vain? I know it means that uh, there is no reason to do it. And if we are not doing work fully for God, we are honestly just doing it in vain because everything that we should do as Christians should be in the Lord's name. Um, labor in the Lord counts. Um, believe it or not, everything you do, no matter how big or small you think it is, um, it's if it's for the Lord, then it's one of the most impactful things you could ever do. Um, believing that means whenever we are doing something in the Lord, oh, I just said that, whoops. Um, those little things count towards the victory Jesus won for us. Um, I'm not sure if everyone knows this, but um, last season, the Minnesota Vikings completed the largest comeback in NFL history um, against the Indi Indianapolis Colts. They were down 33-0 to zero and ended up, ended up winning the game 39-36. to 36. During one of the timeouts, the quarterback's wife was interviewed, and she said that she was going to go home early. She, along with most everyone watching the game, didn't believe that they could win the game. All Vikings fans were not believing in their team, for what seemed like a hopeless chance to win became a win. You see, without God in our battle, it is just a hopeless loss that we can have no chance at winning against death. Um, fan is short for fanatic, and people who are big enough fans also feel the win and the loss whenever it happens, um, even though we did nothing to achieve it. Um, it's, it's really the same with our sin. Uh, we did nothing to, honestly, we did nothing to earn it, and we couldn't have done it without Jesus being sent here. And um, honestly, um, maybe that was longer than seven minutes. I'm already done. Um, if there's anything I want y'all to walk away with today is that our work in the Lord counts no matter how big or small it is. And the resurrection is the cornerstone of our religion. And like I said, we wouldn't have it if our religion would be pointless and just blatant lies if we didn't have it. Um, what y'all afraid with? Uh, dear God, I want to thank you for the opportunity to speak to people today. And Lord, I pray that something that I said reached out to someone, whether it's a struggle they're going through or even if they didn't know about something and they learned something new today, Lord, I pray that you spoke to someone through me, Lord. And I'm thankful for this opportunity to be able to speak to your people. And um, I pray that everyone has a safe ride home and a safe week. In the name we pray. Amen. Good job, Josh.